Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! We were, it was a big baking weekend in the, in the Greco Cushman house. I uh, baked yes. a bunch of pizzelles. She baked a shit ton of Christmas cookies. The only thing I like, the only like Christmas cookies I'll usually bake are, are pizzelles, which are like a, an Italian waffle cookie kind of deal. Uh-huh. And, and so I make those and, and I did that Saturday morning. <laughs> Sarah yesterday probably baked a couple hundred cookies for like five hours. <laughs> oh. Three different types of, of like Swiss and German cookies. And, <laughs> oh my God. So many cookies. Uh, yes. Yes. But it's exciting. Huh. Well, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Good morning, y'all, or whatever time of day you're listening. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good evening. All the things. Mm-hmm. All the Good, times of day. Good day. Good time of day to you. Good day. <laughs> Good day. G'day. Uh, welcome to the Feeny Call. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And we're talking we, about... Uh, yep, yep you go ahead. I'm just going <laughs> to... <yep. laughs> we're talking about Boy Meets World, Season 4, Episode 14. The title is Wheels. We were having two word titles, and now we're down to one. We dropped a word. So, clearly... <laughs> just give it up. Clearly, we're in trouble. Wheels. It's mm-hmm. an interesting one. So, it's very interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a about, lot so. of notes on this one because it's pretty straightforward and also there's it's inconsistent but Mm -hmm. the inconsistencies are so obvious that I didn't even feel the need to write them down yeah but now that we're on the subject (laughs) so my fun fact well I actually have a couple different things to say about this episode today because pointing out continuity errors from the get-go we have Alan talking about taking Eric to the DMV, which we know not to be true because we know that Eric went with Jason in the first place, failed his test, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they might have gone again. Like Alan might have taken Eric the second time, but he didn't express anger at Eric for going with Jason in the first place. So this whole episode just kind of falls apart from the get go. But I think that it's really sweet that the home videos that Alan watches are actual videos of Ben Savage. Yeah, as, that's cute. As a young kid. I think it's so funny that they dub William Russ and Betsy. Right, into the, over into the, the video. Yes. Yeah. But my most fun <laughs> fact of the day is that the judge is played by Dan Luria, who played Fred Savage's father on The Wonder Years. That's fun. Fun little tidbit. That's a nice nod. It is. I think that it's sweet. And he, the judge, honestly, might be my favorite character in this episode. <laughs> Are you giving your MVP to the judge? No, no. <laughs> Before we even get there. <laughs> <laughs> Preemptively just shut. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. But he, he was, there was just a moment in this episode where I was like, he gets it. This judge gets it. And I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before we talk about that, we should probably do a recap. Yep. Whose turn? And it's my your turn, turn it's so I'm going to sit talk, back so. and sip my coffee. All right. Here we go. Let me get a stopwatch. Okay. <clears throat> and away we 
Go. Uh, so Corey turns 16 and goes to get his driver's license with Sean and Topanga. And Alan is like, oh, I was going to take you. That's fine. And then they're going to go on a road trip to Atlantic City. And Alan's like, oh, I thought we were going to do this. But then Corey gets kind of pissy about it and throws a big fit, takes the keys, drives Sean and Topanga around in a country road, and then gets caught in a speed trap. He's taken to court. Uh, it calls Feeney. Alan shows up be like what the hell is going on and then they reconcile and wrestle on the couch <laughs> and <Yeah>. that's time <laughs> and that's pretty much it yeah that's very true yeah. there's no b plot really no b plot really so no 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 some solid moments from pretty much all of the characters except for alan and Corey. but eric has shining moments morgan has shining moments feeney has a funny moment Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good episode for all of the for the rest of the cast, but for Alan and Corey, they just drive me crazy in this episode. I know the whole episode. I was like, God, you're such a. In reference to Corey, I was like, you're such a prick. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's the lack of communication between the two of them. Just uh-huh. it's it's one of those. I and I know because TV does this all the time. Just any. Any sitcom, it's just like, oh, there was a miscommunication and they're not going to clarify and they're going to walk away and not and stop communicating to each other. It's it's supposed to get under your skin and it always does drive yeah. me crazy when people don't communicate with each other, especially like close relationships like a father son. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting carried away. What did you learn? <laughs> oh, what did I learn? I learned that you shouldn't be in a hurry to grow up. Yeah. Take your time. Relax. Sit back. Enjoy it. Enjoy Shirley Temple. Let let your parents pay for things, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Let that happen. For yeah. as long no, as I mean, I do, I do remember being in high school and, like, being very anxious to... To, to grow up and get out and move on, which I think is is pretty pretty natural. I think the funny thing too is I was like really satisfied with that when it happened from what you know when I was like 18, 19, 20. Sure. Those first few years of like being an adult and on my own, very exciting and you know all the things you wanted it to be when you're a teenager. Yeah. But but then you know when you move five six years later from that, you're like oh. Shit, Shit, man. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a lot of like fuck now, God, I gotta <laughs> I gotta oh, pay yeah. this. I gotta I gotta go to yeah. this. It's oh man. So many so many times where I'm like, man, back in high school I didn't even buy my own gas. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> It's it's so challenging, too, because I I understand where Corey is coming from, where he wants a little more independence and he doesn't want to be treated like a child. But at the same time, he still is a child. And it's Mm -hmm. so it's it's easy to identify with him at my current age because I am an actual adult and should be treated as such and would like to be seen as an autonomous, you know, individual. But at 16, that's just not an option and it shouldn't have to be. And I wish we could just take all 16 year olds by the face with our hands, but it's COVID. So we can't do that and just shake them and say, stay young forever. Please don't grow up. Stop, stop doing it. Stop doing anything. <laughs> I mean, like there's a lot of freedom 
to to be warranted at at the age of 16 but it's not yes. it's not a given no and and what pisses me off is Corey thinks he deserves all these things as a 16 mm-hmm. year old but he can't bring himself to be to be honest about it like he mm-hmm. he doesn't you know he lies to his parents about like Atlantic City and like he doesn't tell them that that's the plan or to go sneak into an R-rated movie or to do these things because he like clearly recognizes that those things are not maybe things he should be doing. Yes. Whereas if he really was the like mature adult that he wants to be treated as, then he would just be like confident in his choices and, and tell his parents like, here's what I'm going to go do. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole nother, you know, alternate reality of this where he has a considerably stronger relationship with his parents such that he doesn't feel the need to to sneak and skirt around things and ignore them and mm-hmm. can actually just like tell them what's up and they're like, okay, cool, like have fun. You know, I think yeah. a lot about Sarah and I watched Easy A again not too long ago. <gasps> I love that movie. Oh my God, it's so good. And watching <laughs> Easy A, <laughs> the whole time I was just like, God, they're such good parents. Yes. Stanley Tucci and... and um. It's the mom from Miracle. Yeah, I can't remember the actress. Name, I don't remember her name. But but her but her parents in Easy A are just they're I mean they're so fucking cool and so like cool. their daughter is going through some shit and they have mm-hmm. such good rapport and yes. such good trust like they 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 know who their daughter is they fully trust her mm-hmm. to like work through this shit and just like their relationship I'm like listen this is not easily earned. Like, it's hard no. to get this sort of relationship with a teenager as a parent. I fully recognize that and that this is a movie, obviously. Yes. But it's not impossible. And that is no. that is an ideal relationship in that your 16, 17-year-old has an abundance of independence, but also full trust in you and that they mm-hmm. will still, like, come to you and you will trust them. Like, that sort of mutual exchange of, of trust and respect with your 16 or 17-year-old, amazing. Yes. And it's so frustrating because... Watching Corey think that he has that and then having Alan kind of be passive aggressive was a challenge. But then there's uh, again, it's just no communication. The biggest thing that I got from this episode or the lesson that I learned was just communication is so key in any relationship. Alan should not expect to go to the DMV with Corey. He had no idea that that was even Corey didn't know that that was what Alan was planning. How could he when Alan didn't communicate that to him? Corey can't expect to just go take the car and drive off to Atlantic City and not tell his parents where he's going. Like, that's just there are so many expectations in this episode that are just fall flat because there's no communication about what is going on with the other person. Right. And it's exhausting to, to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's fucking it's so annoying. Like, I'm just like, you don't you can't be upset. You can't be mm-hmm. upset. Yeah. And just like all you need to do is say, hey. What do you want to do for your birthday? Uh, I think I'm gonna go get my license with Corey Depeng- or with Sean Benga, and then maybe we'll drive out and see a movie if that's okay with you. Sounds yep. great. The fact that Corey does not own his own vehicle is also a piece of this. Like he has no, yes. like he's he's in no way entitled to to this yeah. car. It is entirely his parents' car. <laughs> it's not even yeah. it's not even like they bought him a used car for him to have. It's like no, it's just our car. Like it's, yeah, and it's part not of me yours. Is like- Part of me is like, if he wanted to do something that was a little on the sneakier side, why didn't he ask Eric for Eric's car? 
Mm-hmm. Like I would have, if, if I wanted to do something on the sneakier side, I would have asked my brother for his car. Cause he would have been like, yeah, do whatever you want. And like so, I would have like, told my brother. Well, and so here's the thing, right? Topanga has a car, I guess, presumably because someone, I, I don't, Sean doesn't have a car. I can't imagine. And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> one of them had to drive him to the DMV. So, so theoretically Topanga has a car. So just take Topanga's car. It's where I'm at. I'm like, just, just take her car. Okay. Yeah. And I guess the, like, the issue maybe presented there is that like, telling your parents. He can't drive Topanga's car. He's not a shirt. I don't know. I mean, don't I guess. Aren't you... Okay, maybe this was just a Tennessee thing. I was... I'm pretty sure when I got my license at 16, it's like a limited license for a year. And like that, there's this... I mean, not that I followed this, but there was like a, a, a theoretical restriction on when you're only supposed to drive. Like if, if it's just you driving... Mm-hmm. then you are only allowed to have one other passenger in the car unless you've got like a 25-year-old or older in the car, I think. I want to say that that's correct, but I it's very... I, mean, I know that there's okay, curfew. Not that like I followed that shit. Oh yeah, there was a curfew in, involved with, with 16-year-old license also, yeah. Yes. Again, I don't know that I followed it, but... Uh, um, I don't think I did. That's true, though. I think everything that you said, it rings a bell. It's something yeah. that I haven't thought about in 10 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got my license over 10 years ago, but yeah. I'm also so. pissed off that Corey... Is, like, wh- why is he such a shitty driver? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I get being nervous. I was nervous the first time I drove. I did a couple loops in my cul-de-sac by myself for the first time after I got my license because I was like, I'm going to get lost. That was my biggest thing. I wasn't afraid of driving. I was afraid of getting lost. I, mm, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, because we didn't have a GPS in our car and I didn't sure. have an iPhone yet. I still yeah. had a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. <laughs> what a throwback. This was one of the first things after I got my license, one of the first like big fuck ups I made driving. And this was probably, this was within within the same first day, like a couple days, <laughs> maybe like the day after I got my license. I went to Best Buy to buy a like FM radio transmitter thing adapter mm-hmm. for my iPod so that I could yep. listen to my own music. So we didn't have Bluetooth in the car or an auxiliary oh, jack. Yeah. And so I went and I bought that. And then I was going to go pick up my friend who didn't live, Mm -hmm. he maybe lived like two miles away from the Best Buy. Mm -hmm. And I had this habit from when I was driving with the permit that my my dad would always put on the emergency brake whenever he parked the car. Mm. Always. And that's, I think, because my dad grew up driving stick shift. So that was the thing I used to do. And so I parked the car in the Best Buy, put on the emergency brake, went about the thing, got back in the car and drove like two miles with the emergency brake on. Oh no! Uh, and then got there, and I was like, "Something feels weird." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! It was probably like the day after I got my license, or whatever. Uh, and I think that was also when I stopped putting the emergency brake on every time I parked. Yep. My car. <laughs> yep. I take a big issue with this episode's portrayal of events, in that he gets pulled over and is immediately brought to court. Yeah. That's not how it works. No. <laughs> Not at all. Well, and it's kind of funny because he shows up in the courtroom and says, court, really? For <laughs> this? For going one mile over? And it's it's what we're all thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, they're like, this is actually happening. And I'm, I don't buy it. No. But... So here's the thing, right? Like those small town speed traps, like that's real deal. Oh, and yeah. I, oh, you know, oh, that yeah. like there's nothing unrealistic about 
this like small town getting pulled over for going one mile over the speed limit uh in the middle of nowhere shit like that totally happens in fact mm-hmm. it happened when sarah was a teenager she was driving she got pulled over in like a speed trap for going like five miles over the speed limit in this like rural area and got written like a 250 dollar ticket and set a court date and the way like the here's the see my, this is where the episode falls apart because the way this shit really works is you get pulled over you get an exorbitant ticket and mm-hmm. then you get a court date in rural bumfuck nowhere Yes. You know, because that's where you were. And they anticipate you not coming to the court date and just paying the fine and calling it done. Because if you show up to the court date, suddenly now it's only like $50 instead of the $300 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is what, what Sarah and her mom did when she got home. Her mom was like, no, I'm not paying this. We're going to that court date. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like a month later, they went to the court date and paid, you know, $70 instead of $300 or whatever the hell it was. So like, this is real. It's horseshit. Like, so yes, that's a very, very real, very plausible piece of bullshit where municipal budgets are subsidized by honestly wasting police time and resources, pulling people over for nonsense. Yeah, but then, yeah, it all falls apart when he's immediately brought to court that night and that the judge is just there. Like, this man doesn't have something or something else to do. <laughs> he's, always, he's always at the courthouse ready to go. <laughs> just waiting, just sitting in his office watching movies until someone gets pulled over. Mm-hmm. He's like, this will be good. <laughs> also, why I looked up the distance from Philadelphia to Atlantic City, and it's only like an hour and a half, which is what I expected. Right. It's like 62 yeah. miles. But it's 62 miles on the highway. Right. Like, what are they doing on this rural why? road? You, that's an yeah. easy interstate one-to-one trip. Like, there's no yep. need for back roads on that. Unless you're, unless you really want to avoid going through downtown Philadelphia, because they live from what we've, the picture that we've been painted, they live northwest, just a little bit of the city. So if they're really trying to avoid downtown Philadelphia, fine, I will, I understand. But at the same time, that you're slowing yourself down so much by right. not getting on the highway. I suppose just I can understand the, the anxiety of a 16 year old being like, I don't want to drive on the interstate for an hour and a half. But. Oh, but then you just, that's so long <laughs> to be on the back roads going 25 miles an hour. See, that's the flip side of that is like, if I were taking back roads, I, I, I did when I was a teenager, deliberately mm-hmm. drive on back roads and it was not to go 25 miles an hour. No, it was, <laughs> miles an hour. It was to go considerably faster Yes, yeah. Um, under the pretense that there would be no one else on that road. All right. Correct. Like that was a deliberate choice me and friends used to make to speed. <laughs> it's one of those things where the whole the whole episode has to just be hinged on a suspension of disbelief because it's so wildly unrealistic that you're like, I just have to accept the events that are happening right now because otherwise I'm just going to be tearing this entire episode a new one <laughs> it's true yeah i mean the balloon animal thing no it makes sense you know what I, I do i've always really enjoyed the the button on the courtroom of the of the judge just saying it's a speed trap it's so is i don't know it's always just been it's a nice delivery and it's always been a nice like ah, uh, 
Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio where he's pointing at the TV. It's like, yeah. oh, he said it, he said it. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so like that. A couple other things. Uh, the sexism thrust on Morgan in this episode. Oh my, forcing Corey being like, you have to turn into a boy. We have to right. do sports and we have to box and blah, blah, blah. Just relax, relax. Well, and it's stop. wild this episode feminizes Morgan far more than any like oh. previous stuff does. Like she's shown herself to largely, I don't know, to like be a, a pretty like average kid mm-hmm. and like not overtly feminine or masculine, just like a pretty standard kid. She's definitely like she's worn pants plenty. Like there's yep. I don't know. I don't know. This episode goes out of its way to be like, she's a girl, 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 girl. <laughs> Yeah, I feel so bad for her because I do understand what it's like to be the youngest and be a girl. It's just a different dynamic that you have with your yeah. family than if you have older brothers or singular older brother. But sure. they try. Corey's trying so hard, and I'm like, you, you can't. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with her the way she is. Don't change a single hair on her head. She's funny and sarcastic and kicks her soccer coach, and that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't yeah. even have like a huge issue when Eric when when you know Corey's like, what about Morgan? And Eric's like, girl, and he, and Eric has the whole argument about like you're the last son. That's a different mm-hmm. thing to that. Like, I'll actually I accept that, and that doesn't that that comes from like Alan's own somewhat yes. sexist ideas, I guess. But like, I I get that one. But it's the second Corey goes into like hyperdrive trying yeah. to, to mask her up i'm like all right well now it's now it's weird Relax. yeah yeah <laughs> no it absolutely. doesn't hold up um well I, and i love having the hindsight of being like it's not your last son oh yeah that's <laughs> fun too uh and like when amy yells no more kids and you're yeah. like ah, 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 <laughs> there i will say that last scene though their chemistry is just so sweet Mm-hmm. it's cute i think that whole family just has really good chemistry together mm-hmm. so i was watching with sarah and when they're at chubby's during the birthday thing sarah went where the hell is eric and i was like i don't know he's not there. <laughs> and then when he comes in at the end it says mm, i missed something <laughs> very yep. funny <laughs> i um, love eric though. in this episode i mean oh, i love yeah. eric in most episodes but this episode he's great because he's so there's no there's no B plot for him. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no depth whatsoever. He just gets to be goofy for 20 minutes, and I yeah. love it. You know who I hate in this episode? Sean. Yeah. Sean's a dick in this episode. He is a dick in this episode. And it's it would be. I feel like it would be one thing if Corey was the first of them to turn 16 and get his license and they're all like independence but he said Topanga has her license Sean has his license I'm the last one to get my license and so I'm like this is old hat for the three of you why are why is Sean still being so pushy about exactly like it's not exciting when when your last friend in your group gets no. the license like that doesn't and mean... i would know because that was me <laughs> i was saying i was the last one in my friend group to get my license yeah. my best friend uh in high school had his license a whole six months before i did yeah. <laughs> and and then my you know another close friend had there's like three months before i did it's very not exciting when you're the no. last one of the part like maybe you're really excited about it but your friends don't give a shit <laughs> no, they don't care well and when i turned 16 i didn't get a car but my friend who turned 16 in november had her own car and so that was exciting 
Mm-hmm. So if Topanga was the first one to turn 16 and she had her own car, Topanga the rest the of them big deal. <laughs> yep, exactly. and the rest of you don't matter. So you know, like, if Sean got his license, he doesn't have a car, so that, whatever, you know. <gasps> and Corey doesn't have his own car. He has to borrow his parents' car. It's no, not exciting. <laughs> no, not at all. It's very clearly the, the ship has sailed and, and that Topanga was the one that this was exciting about. <laughs> yes. I'd be interested to see, because they're in, it looks like they're, we had a Christmas episode not too long. Was that last episode? Two episodes ago? Mm, last episode. I think it was, oh no, B&B was the last oh, episode. Oh, you're right. We're probably, we're probably still in like winter, maybe veering into spring. We're talking like, I'm thinking like mid-February, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, so clearly Topanga had like either a fall birthday where it would be warm enough for them to like actually go do something well she had her sweet 16 that's right that's right and it was probably i that was before thanksgiving too so yeah yeah, it was definitely in the (laughs) fall so i feel like her birthday would just be better anyway because the weather's gonna be better Mm -hmm. well megan who was your mvp in this episode my mvp was amy it was very tempting to give it to the judge i won't lie but it is amy because amy talks to Alan, who as the adult in the situation needs to be the one to come forward and Uh open that communication, which he does. And he does a good job once he gets over his whole I miss having a baby thing. Mm -hmm. And Amy is the one who actually pushes that. And it was kind of funny because Feeney walked out of his house and came over and sat next to Alan. And I was like, wait, I already gave my MVP to Amy. Am I about to switch over? Mm-hmm. And then he had this like comical story about, oh, well, I never had kids because I liked my freedom and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like, I'm not switching, hell. but that was good. I, I liked that. That was nice. So, joy. Yeah, like, that was the joyful part. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I did think about giving it to Feeney just because I, I love I love that scene. He has all this yeah. bit and, and the turn of like, oh, that was the good part. That was the good. Yep. <laughs> How did they think that was better? How did they think calling Feeney was better than calling Alan I get that they're fighting and that's why but at the same time I would say Feeney would almost be worse to call because first of all he he's not involved he's not your father or Mm -hmm. even close like he doesn't have this he's not gonna he shouldn't come get you yeah you know he's gonna you know he's gonna tell your dad that's the thing I'm like what do you think happens when you call Feeney right like he's not gonna go tell your parents (laughs) and are you really that upset and petty that you would just call him because you don't want to call your parents. So you like want to put a, again, I would call my brother. I, if I were mm-hmm. in a situation call like that, Eric I'd call my brother. or call Turner even would have made more sense than Feeney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that we've seen idiot. Turner in a, a bunch while, of but... idiot. <laughs> that's true. We're trying to phase Turner out. At the yeah. Moment, we're, so. we're, we're inching him out pretty steadily. Yes. My MVP mm-hmm. is it's really, this is a tricky one because every time I like think of who I want to give it to, I'm also like, ugh, but hey, something. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to Feeney. He's the only one that doesn't suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought about giving it to the judge, but the judge also sucks for a little while and is kind of a dick yeah. about all this. And then I thought about giving it to Alan, but he pisses me off for the whole first half of this episode. Yep. Corey's a bitch in this episode. Yep. Sean's a dick in this episode. I thought yep. about giving it to Topanga. But 
she just like i don't know like she has that scene at the birthday party where she's like i'm conflicted uh and i'm like eh. yeah and i thought about giving it to eric but that just felt like it was just for laughs i know right it's so and hard like, to give it to a, like a comedic but sometimes you gotta i mean you I gave know. it to ubaldo that one time so tried to give it to you but ubaldo delivered you he know. did. He really did. <laughs> he was really the MVP of that episode. Right. And so that's why I'm choosing to give it to Feeney, because while he is largely in this for comedic presence, he also delivers to yes. Alan this idea about the joys of fatherhood and mm-hmm. the, also the tragedies of being a father and so on and so forth. So he helps put Feeney. it in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's where mine goes. Great. Who's surprised? <laughs> anytime feeny shows up in an episode i usually just assume you're gonna give it to feeny and sometimes you surprise me <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you surprise me and other times i'm like yep yeah i knew it yeah unpredictable that's okay he's the best one in the whole show so i he, i get it he's he's just great any final uh thoughts no I think we got it. I think we, yeah. I think we got it all. I don't think it's kind of a short one just because there's not really that much to, I don't know that much to talk about in this one. Yeah. No big conflict. We're coming up on the, the night next week is chick like me. So I'm sure we'll Ooh. have plenty to say about that. Ooh. You know what I do have to plug what? to our listeners? What? This is, this is a self promotion right here, folks. Because if you're <laughs> listening to this when it drops, then that means Plug. that it's the week of Tuesday, December 8th, sometime within that. And what I have to tell you, folks, is that I'm directing a play and it's on Zoom yes. and you could check it out if you want. It's with Possibilities Theater Company based out of Chicago, Illinois, hosting the 12 Days of Holiday Plays Play Festival. My play is a collection of short holiday plays, actually, called A Very Special Holiday Special. Uh, A lot of confusing title things going on here. But the thing that you need to know is if you wanted to check it out, it's all presented via Zoom. We have two performances, one coming up this week, Saturday, December 12th at 2 p.m. If you go uh, check out Possibilities Theater Company on Facebook or Instagram, there is a link to reserve your tickets. It's a $5 suggested donation per viewing person. It's a very, very funny play or a very, very funny collection of short plays about Hanukkah and Christmas and where they collide and intersect. And it's just really, really fucking funny and has brought me a lot of joy to work on. Uh, I got I got a lot of funny friends doing it. So make some plans to watch that this Saturday, December 12th at 2 p.m. or Tuesday, December 22nd at 7.30 p.m. You won't see my face, but... People I've named before will be on there, like Paul. I've talked about Paul. He's in it. And Sarah, she's in it. So you're going to yeah. see some people whose names you've heard on our show. So it's kind of related. Perfect. And I yeah. directed it. So it's related. <laughs> <laughs> so it all ties in. It all and comes you know, full circle. The holidays. So always fun to get it's some great. holiday content. Hanukkah, Hanukkah starts this week. So happy Hanukkah mm-hmm. to anyone who celebrates uh, Hanukkah. And if you want to tune in with your family to celebrate some Hanukkah, there's actually several Hanukkah plays in this collection of short plays. It's not just about Christmas this year, y'all. <laughs> or any year. <laughs> that's my big plug. That's all I've got. I don't have anything to plug. Hey, that's okay. Actually, I do have something to plug. So my friend my friend is doing holiday masks and tree skirts. Uh, this year and it's a small business black owned business so get on instagram and go to priscilla's projects and buy a tree skirt 
if you celebrate with a Christmas tree or you can also get a holiday mask. You can also get like a custom mask for someone for Christmas. So if you want to shop small and shop black, go check out Priscilla's projects. Yay. That's a good plug. Nice. Yeah. That just reminded me. I do have another plug. Let's just keep on plugging. <laughs> you guys. Just, um, yeah, let's get a, the small business and you know, <laughs> small and the arts and, you know, uh-huh. I'm things. plugging, I'm plugging on behalf of Sarah uh, yes. and her Etsy store. She mm-hmm. has started, added a new line of things to her Etsy store. And guys, it's real great. She has started painting pet portraits that are just the cutest. Mm-hmm. There's different options. You can get it painted. You can get like a digital print. You can get uh, it printed and framed. You can get all kinds of different options to it, however you want it done. But it's this this really beautiful little style Sarah's created for a pet portrait. Uh, she's loving making them. They look super mm-hmm. cute. So go over to Hoopla by Sarah on Instagram. That's H-O-O-P-L-A-H-B-Y. S-A-R-A-H, Hoopla by Sarah. Check out some of the ones she shared already. Order yours for your friends and loved ones for the holiday season. It's a great, unique, small business gift for anyone that has a pet that they love. That's all I've got now, for real. (laughs) Now to plug our stuff. So we are on Instagram. (laughs) We are on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook at the Feeny Call podcast or just at Feeny Call on Twitter and Facebook. We uh, you can leave us a voicemail that could be featured on the show. The link is in the description of the episode. And also send us an email if you have thoughts or just want to say Merry Christmas, then great. Skylar and I will celebrate Christmas. So we do. We do. There you go. Cool. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Happy holidays. And I love to see, thanks for tagging us in your Spotify wrapped. It's so fun to see us in your, your wrapped this year and see how, how you listened. So that's Mm -hmm. exciting for us. And thanks for sharing that. It makes us feel real good. All warm. (laughs) Yeah. All right, y'all. Have a good rest of your day. Mm-hmm. That's how we end it, right? That's it. I swear to God. <laughs> okay. Class dismissed. <laughs>